are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome back to Lockdown Brewers, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, where we talk about your favorite teams every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. And back joining me tonight or today is my co-host, Vinny Rotino. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Rotino. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown Brewers and subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcast. We're back back in the top 10 of all the MLB podcasts last week, so appreciate all the support, all the downloads, and the listens on the podcast. Really do appreciate it. Today, it is going to be you controlling the show. I asked for some of your mock trades out there. Um, so we are going to go through some of those. I'm going to try to be nice on some of these out there. They're a, a bit wild, um, but we'll go through uh, a lot of those and get our thoughts on it and talk about the players that uh, you think we should be trading for and also the players that you think we should be trading away because I think that tells us a lot about uh, where fans stand on some of these players um, and, and their feeling for them. So thought that was very telling, so we'll get into that as well. Before we do talk about your mock trades, I want to remind you about our Locked On MLB Prospects podcast. If you're the type of baseball fan that can't help but get giddy over prospects, we have the podcast for you, Locked On MLB Prospects, hosted by minor league play-by-play voice Aram Layton, is the only daily podcast devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow. Follow Locked On MLB Prospects on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Vinny, so... We're going to be talking mock trades tonight. So this should be a, a lot of fun. I love mock trades in this time of year with the trade deadline coming up just a couple of weeks away and your Milwaukee Brewers are buyers, which is always a great place to be in. But this time of year, the off season, it is mock trade season and a lot of fans love that. Enjoy that. Uh, some of these trades can get a little crazy at times when we may have some of those tonight to talk about, but I do think they are a, a lot of fun to do. Most of them never happen, but it is something uh, fans to talk about. A lot of uh, water cooler conversation if anybody actually goes to the office and goes to the water cooler anymore, but I think these are great conversation points uh, to discuss. So glad to have Vinny back with me tonight to go through some of those uh, our first one comes from SR Pierce 14, um, which Vinny, his in his name, it's Spencer Pierce Ban the Wave. Are you a fan of waves and stands or are you a uh, ban the wave kind of person? I'm a huge wave guy. Okay. In fact, I've started like seven waves in my entire <laughs> fan career. I'm kidding. I've never started a wave, but I do like the wave and haven't seen one in quite some time. Yeah. Uh, in Milwaukee, so waiting for that to come back. Yeah, I'm, I could go either way on them. They never bothered me growing up until people started pointing it out. And, like, you know, I'm the person that's usually pretty locked into the game. You know, I'm usually sitting there with my scorecard. And, and so sometimes I don't even really notice the wave going on. But uh, everybody that goes to a game with me that's kind of a casual observer absolutely loves the wave. So, you know, I get it. If that brings joy to them during the game, then I'm all for it. But SR Pierce 14, his trade – is for Joey Gallo. And actually, these first two trades we're going to talk about are both for Joey Gallo. He's obviously going to be a hot commodity from the Rangers, somebody that Vinny's very familiar with in that Rangers system. 
Um, but this is Joey Gallo for sh- uh, shortstop Jackson Trio. Um, I think he was just a recent international signing, so I don't know a ton about him. Uh, but Joe Gray Jr., uh, who's starting a former second-round draft pick that's making some waves this year. Antoine Kelly, who's one of my favorite prospects, uh, a top prospect for the Brewers, and Bryce Terrain. So, Vinny, what are your thoughts on that package for Joey Gallo? You got an international signee in Jackson Chirillo, uh, Joe Gray Jr., former second-round pick, Antoine Kelly, a left-handed pitcher, and Bryce Terrain. Uh, for me, Bryce Terang is untouchable. Um, so I know that it's probably not going to get the deal done to keep him out of it. But, um, I mean, if the Rangers are using my reports, which I'm sure that they still are, they'll, <laughs> they'll know that uh, he's one of the top top targets uh, for, you know, uh, in the Brewers system. To, to get in return for, uh, for, for a Joey Gallo type of a, of a producer. So uh, for me, <clears throat> to me, uh, I would not do that. Um, I know that the Brewers are probably going to have Willie Domus as a staple at shortstop for the time, uh, for, for a long time coming. But, you know, Bryce Strang can move over to second base, especially after Colt Wong. Colt Wong's contract is done. Um, he's just the type of player that's for me, he's going to be a franchise type guy. He's very instinctual. Um, he's, he's a ball player with talent, with bat to ball skills. I mean, everything that you look for, everything analytics looks for is in Bryce Terang. Um, and so for me, that, that's not gonna, that, that's not a deal that I would personally do. Um, so that would be a pass. However, Joey Gallo is, is definitely a talent that can change a lineup. He can anchor a lineup. Uh, he can offer protection for Christian Yelich. Um, I mean, it is an intriguing, intriguing ad. Uh, however, um, how many years of control does he have left, Jake? Yeah, that's something I was going to mention. He's only controllable through next year. So it'll be all of this year and all of next year through arbitration before he's a free agent. Yeah, I mean, and he's got Boris as an agent, so it'd be hard pressed uh, to extend him. Uh, he'll make a lot of money on the free agent market. So a year and a half worth of Joey Gallo for me is not worth the control. I mean, that's Antoine Kelly as well, who shows promise that he's going to be um, perhaps David Price. You know, I mean, he's that he's that kind of talent. So um, it's just too much. Price is too steep. You're, you're leveraging the future if you trade both those guys away. Yeah, that's kind of where I come on this one. I think this is a huge overpay for the Brewers. You're talking about two of their potentially top four prospects. I mean, I've seen some people have Kelly ranked as high as four in the system. I am a huge Antoine Kelly guy. I think he may be uh, their most promising pitching prospect in the system. Big fan of his. And then, you know, Bryce Terang is, you know, undoubtedly one of the top two prospects in the system. And then you're talking about, you know, an international signing in Jackson Trio. It's just, you know, you never really know how he's, you know, those young guys are going to turn out. But that's a, you know, kind of a lottery ticket situation. And Joe Gray Jr. showing a lot of promise this year. So I think that's a pretty high price there for a year and a half of Joey Gallo. Um, I think you only do a trade at that price if you think Gallo is going to bring you a World Series. And I, I mean, I, potentially he could, you know, um, that's certainly possible, but I still think that's, that's too high 
of a price for Joey Gallo. This next one, I think, is a little bit more reasonable. This one comes from Peter Griffith, 96. And he says, Joey Gallo for Keston Hira, Aaron Ashby, and Bryce Terrain. And I know you already said Terrain was untouchable, but I think this deal is a little bit more to the price point uh, that would be uh, at least make you consider the deal for Joey Gallo. Um, I mean, I like Aaron Ashby. Yeah. <laughs> I like Aaron Ashby better than I like Antoine Kelly personally. I mean, he's he's right there knocking on the door. He's going to probably struggle until he can rein in the strikes. But uh, to me, he's at least a mid-rotation starter um, with a higher ceiling than that. Um, so again, that's a, that's a pass for me. I, I don't know if there is a package out there. Look, at the end of the day, they're going to, if they want Joey Geller, they're going to have to bite the bullet and trade one of those top guys that I really like of those three, probably. And, 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 and then there's Mario, uh, Mario Feliciano as well. I, I consider Ashby, Terang, and Feliciano untouchable. Um, I would consider Antoine Kelly just because with pitching, you just don't, as, as the headliner of a deal with, with those other three guys that I just mentioned out of the deal, um, so I would consider something of, of that nature, uh, just because I, I do like Antoine Kelly. I'm not quite as high on him as you are. Um, he has got a huge ceiling. Um, however, with pitching, I just, um, I saw that kid pitch. I like him. He's, he's, he's just a little bit raw. Um, so it is a little bit more of a project than a, than an Ashby for me. Um, and then, um, and then on top of it, you just, again, with, with pitching, you, you just got, you have to consider that there's always risk baked into those guys with injuries. Um, so I would consider Antoine Kelly as a headliner with some other smaller pieces behind him. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair, but I think that speaks to the price point for Gallo. I think it is going to be expensive. It also speaks to the fact that the Brewers farm system, while it's getting better, um, they still don't have, you know, they're not the Padres system where the Padres made all these trades and they still have one of the better farm systems in baseball. You take Ashby and Terrain out of this farm system and it suddenly becomes a pretty shallow farm system. Um, but like you said, if they're going to make a trade for somebody of that caliber, like a Joey Gallo, then they're going to have to bite the bullet and trade one of these top prospects and it's going to hurt. Um, no matter what it is. But like I said, if Gallo can bring you a ring, then it's certainly worth it. But I do agree. Both of these packages are probably a little too expensive for me. I would consider the the Hira, Ashby, and Terang one. Uh, but even that, I think, is uh, a little short-sighted because the fact that if Gallo had one more year of control, I, I think I would definitely pull the trigger on that. But one and a half years, uh, that's a little, little small for the price that you'd have to pay um, but very good trades there. I mean, you usually see fans trying to get players like Gallo for a, a bag of bag of peanuts. So uh, the fact that the Brewers fans here are trying to overpay for him, uh, you know, that's you don't normally see that in these mock trades. It's usually the other way around. Uh, so very smartest good. fans in the game. You yeah, know, St. Louis sure. has got the stigma in St. Louis that they're the smartest fans in the game. Come on, it's Milwaukee. Yeah. We all know that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, we'll see if these trades on the other uh, side of the break uh, live up to that as well. Before we do that, let me remind you, this episode is brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. 
There are so many different makes and models of automobiles these days, it's impossible to stock all the parts your car will ever need in your traditional chain store. So I worry with the hassle of answering a bunch of questions about your car and just hoping they have the parts you need when you have the inventory of rockauto.com right there in your pocket. You can pull them up on your cell phone and find any make and model and any kind of auto parts that your car will need. And there are so many different reasons to maintain your automobile these days, but the biggest one is obviously to save money. So why would you choose to spend 30, 50, sometimes even 100% more for the exact same auto part at a chain store or new car dealership? Just head on over to rockauto.com right there on your phone, search the parts you need, buy them, have them shipped to you, and just sit back and wait for them to arrive. Again, go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your vehicle, and do us a favor, right? Locked on in there, how did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliable low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, Ben, I got a couple more trades to get to here. Uh, some very interesting ones. This one from at Race Archibald on Twitter. He says, Trevor Story for Ethan Small, Corey Ray, and David Hamilton. So this one's interesting for a lot of reasons. One, the, the Padres, or sorry, the Brewers already have a shortstop uh, and Willie Adamas, who has played pretty well and been a big part of this team. Um, and also, just a reminder, Trevor Story is a rental. You would only have him for the rest of this year, and I doubt the Brewers are going to sign him, but um, Benny, your thoughts on Trevor Story for Ethan Small, Corey Ray, and David Hamilton? It's interesting because I'm just looking online now as potential trade fits for Trevor Story, and one of them that pops up is the Cincinnati Reds. So it depend, <clears throat> depends how big of a lead, if they have a lead at all, on the Reds because the Reds, like we talked about, do scare us um, in terms of coming back. That would be an enormous trade for the Cincinnati Reds if they were to lay on Trevor Story and then they would have a staple at shortstop for the rest of the season because they do not have one. They have, they're playing Kyle Farmer, who was a catcher in the minor mm-hmm. leagues. Um, and he's kind of playing out of position, although he's playing what I thought was a pretty good shortstop when Brewers played the Reds. However, um, maybe they do something where they acquire this guy just to block it him going over there perhaps <laughs> again <laughs> depends you never know what kind of conversations again i would love to be a fly on the room in all these different you know trade trade uh, war rooms um but um i i i, I mean i like trevor story i, I mean uh, willie Thomas is the brewer shortstop you can find ways to get trevor story into the lineup um you know, in a number of different positions. I mean, he's an athlete, can probably get over, I'm sure he can get over and play first base, second base, third base, probably get over, play uh, one of the corners in the outfield. Um, So it depends on the price tag and uh, how big of a lead they have on the Reds, you know, and it is an interesting idea that to block the Reds from getting this guy, um, maybe they make a, maybe they pull a trigger uh, on Trevor's story. Definitely a bat that that can make an impact. Uh, He looks a little bit uninspired the way he's, you know, playing for the Colorado Rockies right now. Um, But this guy's an impact player. He can can change a lineup just by being in it. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think at the beginning of the year, if you'd have told me would I rather have Trevor Story or Willie Adams at shortstop for the Brewers that I would have even had to think about it. But Adams has had that much of an impact on this team. I don't know that I would want to, to change that, but 
you, you got an opportunity to get a talent like Trevor Story. Like you said, you find ways to get him in the lineup and make it work. Um, there is concerns about his splits outside of Coors Field. Um, I know a lot of people have pointed that out, the fact that he has not hit well outside of Coors Field. But, I mean, the, the guy's a – the guy, the talent, I wouldn't worry too much about that. A lot of people tried to make that, um, make that claim with, with, uh, Arenado, uh, but he's, he's doing just fine for the Cardinals. So yeah, that doesn't concern me. I just don't think it's a major fit. I, I think again, if you could sh- shift him over to third base and the package, isn't that expensive. And I don't think this package is totally expensive. I mean, I've said on here a lot that I love Ethan small, um, but I still think he's a, you know, a max middle rotation type guy. Um, Corey Ray and David Hamilton, those are just throw-ins to me in this deal. They're both bench players, role players uh, at their maximum value. So I don't think this is a huge overpay. I do think somebody probably beats that with a better uh, corner piece to the trade out other than Ethan Small. But uh, again, uh you know, if you got a chance to get Trevor Story, then you go for it and you figure it out at that point. That would be a very big bat to stick behind Yelich in the lineup. Um, this one comes from Kubawa, K-U-B-I-W-A-H. I'm always worried to say people's Twitter handles on here. Hopefully I'm not saying anything offensive, but this one I did not see coming. This was Shane Bieber for Kesson Hira, Josh Hader, Corey Ray, and a player to be named later. Um, last I heard Bieber was actually injured, so I don't know that that would even be a possibility right now, but, um, very interesting trade here, especially when you consider the Brewers pitching staff and what they already have. I mean, adding Bieber to that, you know, would certainly, um, boost it even more and make the, the rotation even more dominant in the, the postseason. But Vinny, your, your thoughts on that and the package giving up Josh Hader in that deal. Yeah, I mean, you don't touch Josh Hader. I mean, you're gonna if you want to win the World Series, you're gonna have to win it with Josh Hader. <clears throat> um, and that's where I do think in the playoffs he may go multiple innings. For you know, we've been talking about that all year. So I mean, he certainly shortens the games. Um, I, I would say no on that deal. However, that is an interesting idea, Beaver, and then just come up with a huge package again. How many years of control? I think he's got at least two, right? I think he has three uh, more. Three. Yeah. yeah. So one one name, if we don't want to talk about adding starting pitching, um, would be like a Kyle Gibson for the Rangers. Um, he's had a very good year. I think he's got – I think he's actually just a rental as well. So, I mean, that package wouldn't be as steep. Um, but uh, it, it's going to get really interesting because there's a lot of teams in it, and, and these prices are going to get driven way up for even just a rental. So it's uh, you'd have to go all in on Beaver, not opposed to it. Um, you know, especially considering that that would solidify the Brewers rotation for the next three years, considering that uh, Woodruff's got three years left, then you'd have Beaver with three years left Burns with four, I believe Peralta just signed that long-term deal. So um that would be something that would be kind of a, a similar type deal to the Yelich where, you know, you have a, a bunch of years of control, so you don't mind going all in. So that is, that's an interesting one. I, I certainly wouldn't trade Josh Hader though. 
Yeah, it, it is interesting. And and I don't think that I don't even know if that package honestly gets Shane Bieber. I mean, you're talking about Cy Young winner here. I know Josh Hader is is great, but having a, a Cy Young caliber starting pitcher is more valuable to me than a, a lockdown closer as valuable as Josh Hader is. That's just, you know, my opinion. But um, but what what this trade did bring up in my mind is the fact, you know, the Brewers have talked about these young pitchers and trying to limit their innings, you know, they're doing that with a six man rotation. It's why Freddie Peralta, you know, had that pitch coming out of the break yet. And that kind of has me thinking if they were to do a move like this, and I don't think they do, I don't think anything like this happens, but if they did, you could potentially move Freddie Peralta back to kind of a, a swing man role in the bullpen. And that kind of takes care of that need in the, that seventh and eighth inning role. Um, you know, you could have a rotation of Woodruff, Burns, and you know Bieber or somebody like that, and then you could add Peralta to the bullpen as somebody that could come in and bridge that gap. I mean, that's that's a possibility if they really were concerned about um, these innings. Now, on the flip side of that, if you get to the postseason, you put your best players in there and let them pitch as long as they can, and um, you know, worry about the consequences later. But um, Vinny, that is a strategy the Brewers could go with there if they were worried about those innings on some of these guys like Peralta. Yeah, that's a good point. If you're worried about innings, um, you know, look, they're at a, they're using a six man rotation though, and really taking advantage of the days off. I think they're in a really good spot. I think, I think less personally, I think less is, is a concern. Now this is just my opinion. I don't, Sure, it's not, you know, analytically sound and, um, you know, what teams are thinking. But the fact that these guys are having so much rest with the six, six-man six rotation and, and taking advantage of the days off, I think that the teams um, may not be so concerned about the innings at this point just because, you know, this is a little bit of uncharted territory, uh, what it's going to do for, for arms in the future as far as, like, giving them that many days rest. I mean – um, we may see six man rotations, all of a sudden guys with pitch limits going well into the, uh, hundreds in the future. I don't know. I, again, it's all new data, all new information coming out from this year. So, um, that is an interesting idea. Um, however, I do think that there's other ways that you could go about saving those innings and that is acquiring other options. Like, uh, you know, there's tons of relievers out there that the Brewers, I think, are going to probably – most realistic trades, I think, at the end of the day, are going to be these relievers that are out on the market. You know, the uh, Ian Kennedys, the Scott Barlows, like rental pieces um, that that can definitely give you innings in their very dominant type of arms that are, that are pitching really well this year. And Stearns is, is, has, has a history of, of going after guys like that. So, uh, But, no, that's an interesting idea. Yeah, for sure. Um, I want to get to one more trade after the break. And this one might not be the most exciting in terms of names, but I think it might be the most logical in terms of what the Brewers might do. Before we do that, let me remind you, this episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Green Room is the first so- so- social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. 
Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the Milwaukee Brewers or whatever your favorite team is. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. I'm sure you'll have plenty of people on there watching game six of the NBA Finals with your Milwaukee Bucks. Make sure you check that out. You'll also have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on the Lockdown Brewers podcast through our Green Room Conversations. Go download the free Spotify Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group of your choice for the latest league updates. And follow me at shortstopball to be notified when my room goes live. All right, Vinny, so one more trade I want to get to then a couple of news items. Um, I can't say the Twitter handle name for this guy. This is a family podcast, but I do like the trade idea here. It's Colin Moran and Chris Stratton for Corey Ray and Peyton Henry. Again, maybe not the biggest trade in the world, probably not going to excite a lot of fans, but I think this one makes a lot of sense. You got Moran who can play both quarter infield spots. You got a arm and Stratton for the bullpen um, in the Pirates get. Corey Ray, who's most likely a fourth outfielder and a decent catching prospect in Peyton Henry. Uh, Vinny, what do you think about this one? I, I like Colin Moran. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think I would um, at the end of the day. Uh, however, that does create quite a log jam at first base for the Brewers. Um, it's an interesting one. Again, how many years of control are we talking? A year and a half, Colin Moran. Yeah, I think he has um, a yeah one and a half, maybe a two and a half. I think he's through twenty twenty three, so two and a half more years. He, okay. Yeah. Again, it's the first base, and, and, <laughs> and he can play with, third base as well. He's got uh, time at third base, so like I said, he can well, handle both corner infield spots. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I would probably keep him away from third base personally. Um, but uh, especially, I mean, look, Luis Arias is playing really well over there too. So um, I don't know. I, I just, for me, I, I, it just creates, I like Colin Moran. It just creates a, a log jam at first base. Um, he's putting up pretty good numbers this year. Um, he's got a 370 BABIP right now. So I don't know if these numbers that he's putting up are sustainable. Um, I do think that he gives you a good at bat. Uh, he's pesky. Um, you know, defensively, you know, I'm looking at his fan graphs profile right here. Defensively, he's uh, a negative war player on the defensive side, but he gives you some, some thump in the bat and a quality at bat. And that's what the Brewers are looking for. Um, and again, uh, you know, Andy Haynes has done a phenomenal job with some of these, these types of bats, um, in terms of getting the most out of them. So, you know, uh, it's an, it's an interesting idea. Peyton, Peyton Henry, I like him. <laughs> I do like him. Uh, however, you got to give up something to get something, obviously. Um, I think he's an everyday catcher at some point in his career, um, it might be these guys develop behind the plate later. Uh, I don't think he's going to be like a Carson Kelly type of a offensive player, uh, but he can catch and throw. And um, he's a smart, instinctual player, tough one to give up. Uh, but again, if he's, if, 
he's in one of these deals, I wouldn't be surprised at the end of the day, especially with Mario Feliciano coming. Um, so interesting one there for sure. Um, Moran, tough. These, these calls are tough to make. I don't envy Stearns in the group to have to have to make these calls, but um, I still believe in Keston here at some point. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying it, but um, he might be on the trading block as well. I, I'm not sure. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was interesting to me in, in these trade scenarios. You had a lot of fans that were willing to part with Keston in, in some of these deals. Kind of tells you where a lot of Brewers fans are with him at this point, which is understandable with the way he's performed uh, the last year, year and a half now. So, um, But, yeah, that, those that's an interesting trade. Again, I don't think it's one that really jumps out at you, but I think it's the type of move that we could see made where you don't give up a ton. Like I said, I do like Peyton Henry. He's a, he's a good catching prospect, but – uh, wouldn't exactly kill the farm system to do that deal. And it gives you a solid bullpen arm in Stratton and, you know, some, another option at one of the corner infield spots with uh, Colin Moran. Uh, a couple of news items I want to touch on before we get out of here. Willie Adamas wins NL player of the week. He put up a full week's worth of stats over the weekend against the Reds with eight hits and seven RBI. Again, this is a very pro Willie Adamas podcast here. I love everything that he's done for the Brewers. We have to mention him at least once a night on the podcast. Um, Brett Anderson will pitch on Tuesday now and Eric Lauer on Wednesday in that Royals series as they try to get revenge after the Royals swept them in a two-gamer earlier in the year. And then Bucks and six, game six tonight. Uh, they moved up to start time for the Brewers game to give all the fans a chance to enjoy that. So go Bucks. Hopefully they can get it done and get that championship ring. What do you think, Vinny? Are they getting it done at game six? You got to say yes. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, the, the Deer District, the Deer District's going to be hopping tomorrow night um, or tonight, whenever this podcast airs, and um, it's uh, it'll be fun to watch. Uh, big big sports day for the for the Milwaukee um, the Milwaukee clan Brewers and Bucks Bucks and Six for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so enjoy your night of sports there. Uh, in Milwaukee, but that will do it for this episode of a Lockdown Brewers. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Brewers. Follow me at Shortstop Ball and Vinny at Vinny Rotino. Also, make sure you subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we'll talk to you next time. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.